When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Abdi Campbell! It's in! Campbell comes off the bench to be a hero! A superhero! Breakthrough! It's taken a while, but it's been worth the wait for Cardiff City. Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 19 of the Andy Campbell Championship Show, only on Ace Podcast Nation. Christmas is almost here. My son is 15 tomorrow. Happy birthday to him. Uh, I'm very proud of him. ADHD, and he got, since he got diagnosed, he's gone from being in trouble to uh, top of top sets, top half of his, uh, of his set, of those sets, so good for him. Happy birthday. He'll be happy. Got a mention. That's it. That's all you're getting. No presents. That's it. <laughs> that was your present. And uh, yeah, anyway, I'm your host, Sai, and I'm joined by ex-Premier League Championship striker, Cardiff City legend, Mr. Andy Campbell. And as we are usually, we'll start with any other business. Then we'll have three, actually four today, main featured games from the weekend's rounds of matches. And uh, we will focus in detail on those games before we uh, talk about all the other games. Then we'll give our two for two, where we select two uh, two players who will, or teams who had a nightmare or a blinder. Andy will answer your questions, and then we'll finish off with the best segment in radio, podcast, or TV. It's the fake Geordie Bingo Lingo, where Andy will teach me some thing about his northern culture, whether it be slang or a well-known phrase or a place. It's just an education. So, always learning, always learning. Always, so. Got to, got to, always. got to. But um, since it's Christmas, we're doing something special here at Ace Podcast Nation. So starting from today, which is Monday when we're recording this, is the 10 days of AceCast. So for the next 10 days, we'll be releasing a brand new show every single day, starting today, which is the uh, Danny Batten MMA show, where we're talking about UFC 245. And then there'll be a new show every single day. The Andy Campbell show will be the Wednesday and then next week we'll be releasing it on Tuesday, which is Christmas Eve. Uh, and there's lots and lots of fun shows in there, whether it's uh, I've got a Bellator fighter, a UFC fighter, former BBC and ITV journalist. All sorts of fun shows come in. All you need to do is subscribe to YouTube.com, click the bell and you'll be notified every time we upload a show. 
And you can also find the audio versions of all the shows at the usual places. So let's get into the show. Joining me to talk about all these subjects and more, plus provide his expert insight and analysis. It's the one and only, the gold collector, the ginger <laughs> prince of the north, Davy Jones's favourite son, <laughs> Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, buddy. Hello, guys. Yeah, that made me. That made me chuckle. I like that. I know you like the gold collector, but uh, David Jones' whole, is favorite the son. Whole second, probably second favorite son. You know, what I mean, I'm probably, I'm probably not that high in his list. Yeah, he always preferred Ernie and other people. <laughs> yeah, he probably, he probably preferred his, his bin man than me. Can't of get on with everyone. Yeah, of course. Well, like it's, it's that's the spice of life, isn't it? That's it. So, so, as I've talked about the 10 days of Acecast and uh, YouTube, etc., and you know, all the audio, and I kind of did those plugs, we'll, uh, we'll just have a little thing from the sponsor, and then we'll get into it, talk some footy. So, today's show is brought to you by Away Day Apparel. Away Day Apparel is a group of casually obsessed football fans looking to bring something different to the wardrobes of like-minded people. With football, music, weekend carnage, high on the agenda, they aim to bring you some exclusive products. They're edgy, controversial, but most importantly, current from t-shirts, polos, shorts to hoodies, jackets, accessories. Stick with them, and they aim to bring you terrace wear that will turn heads and provide that cutting-edge look we all crave. It's a bit of a an away day apparel fest today. Cheers, yes, solo. Uh, Andy's modelling the, the sky blue sky okay. blue uh, t-shirt i've got the lovely the, the olive green and lovely. we we even got a little banner by there so yeah there just, just there yeah. need to get one on your side don't we mm. just uh, just like a big one yeah, a tattoo. yeah. can't fault them can't fault alan can't fault to adia power stuff and um i'm quite excited to uh see some of their stuff coming in 2020 because i've had a little peek and uh, it's lush gotta say so i'm very excited and uh, yeah they've been big supporters of the show and uh, the channel indeed so shout out to them yeah hashtag not hooligans <laughs> very much so don't don't believe what you read on social media yeah. that's all i got to say about that. <laughs> i couldn't resist i'm sorry i'm very tired so any other business andy what we got mate uh, I'm going to start with um, we'll start with the old firm because I was um, I was very interested in watching the game uh, yesterday actually yesterday lunchtime so it kept me uh, kept me kept me busy before the um, the Premier League football start of the weekend and and it just got me thinking about um, the size of Rangers the size of Celtic obviously a, a similar size football clubs but the the, the possibility of getting them into British uh, English football and where would they start would they come into the Championship with with the likes of Middlesbrough, Cardiff City, Sheffield Wednesday, etc. Um, because obviously it's a massive football clubs and I, I just thought to myself, you know, it would it would ruin Scottish football. You know what I mean? It would for me it would absolutely ruin it. You know what I mean? So you you're leaving behind a sinking ship and it would ruin so many hearts and so many um that wasn't a pun by the way. Um so many um <laughs> football fans and 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 it was just ruining it. It would ruin the nation and ruin the football. So, you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? People would probably Love it because it would make the English football bigger. It would make the championship huge with, with seeing the travelling 
hordes of fans. You know, what I mean, it would be it would be amazing to see. You know, what I mean, but I think um, I think when, when you hear your pundits talking about it, I just don't think it's a it's a, it's a non-starter. I just don't think it could ever happen. Um, and you know, it's a shame for the players, but that's the reason why Scottish players come north of the border to play. You know, I mean, the likes of Andy Robertson, who's, who's who's excelling at Liverpool. You know, I mean, we've had Charlie Adams of the of the past. We've had. We've had so many good players come from Scotland, but it you just didn't mention fit. the greatest fullback of all time. Then I can't believe it. Super Kev. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was, I was saving that because I, I thought you might have mentioned him. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean? So he obviously played for Aberdeen and and then came off to the border and 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 made a good living for himself and and made a name for himself before obviously going back up to his roots and going back. I'm sure he lives there now. So, uh, big shout out Kev by the way because uh, top lad, top player. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving him a shout out until he returns my messages and comes on the show. Kev, get in touch. Get it. I got get like in touch. Gavin Ray texted him and you texted him. Yeah. He, said, he said yes. And Fighting the battle. He's, he's, I want some of his art as well, I've got to say. Fight. Yeah, he's, he's very talented. Very talented, yeah. Very talented. But then gets me moving on to my next part. Hang on, no, no, no. I just want to say, sorry, mate, to interrupt you. Before you just say about that, um, the... The first thing I would say is, I think uh, Rangers and Celtic people think that they would just come into the championship and, and walk it, get oh, promoted, the and I wouldn't. think they'd be very surprised. I think, for instance, the way Leeds played in the first half against Cardiff on Saturday, they would have spanked Celtic and Rangers. Oh, Rangers! Yeah. On what I saw yesterday, um, the Rangers played Motherwell yesterday, didn't they? Motherwell's hmm. performance, Motherwell, for long periods of that game just coasted through the game. They didn't need to be spectacular. You know what I mean? Rangers didn't really create loads of chances. Oh, the goalkeeper had a, had a decent had a decent game, but um but yeah, that's that's by the by. But it they, they, they certainly wouldn't they certainly wouldn't pull up the trees and they wouldn't be they wouldn't be as strong as the West Broms of this world. You know what I mean? No. They, they've, they've got Premier League players and, and lads who've won the Premier League in their squad and, and who've, who've played for the country. So it's it's but it would be a big ask. But it's just pundits beating that drum. It's it's media Beating the drum, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but then, it, go on, go on. Sorry. Oh, go on carry on. I was going to say, in my opinion, it'd be a mistake. Um, I think the negatives far outweigh weigh the positives. You know, yeah. there is some positives to it, like the away days for fans and stuff. They'd be awesome. They would be great. Yeah. Um, and you know, you would get to see Celtic and Rangers every week playing in uh, English football or British football, whatever you want to call it. And um. You know, there is that positive, but then the negative side of it is it would destroy, you know, Scottish football from a no. league point of view. They would lose all their Sky money. They wouldn't Ruin get they, the TV, you know, they get a TV deal like, I know, on like Challenge TV or something. Like, it would be that bad. Do you know what I mean? No, it'd be David Hay. David Hay sponsor it and put it on Dave. <laughs> it would be horrific. It'd be horrific. But things are like, when was the last game you watched on Sky which didn't have Celtic Rangers in it? I don't even watch them anymore, really. Um, I, mean, I watched, I watched one earlier in the season. Uh, I think it was the first... Oh, it might not have been this. Yeah, this, this season. It was the first time Gerard, uh, was, like had gone there as manager to play Celtic. Yeah. Um, and that was the only one I've watched. I just I find Scottish football... And I'm really... I apologise to, to any Scottish viewers. Um, I just find it really difficult to get into. I find Ooh. the standard is not great. And I just do struggle with it a bit. And I'm not That's saying not, by any means that Cardiff are amazing or the championship's amazing, mm. but the championship's exciting. The Scottish League 
isn't unless it's Celtic Rangers and then you've got like one or two other teams who will give them a game. The rest of the time it's like pretty much, you know, three, four nils or 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 at least performances which would indicate that score. Yeah. Um and I find it difficult. Particularly obviously it's been a it's been a little bit better in ter- in terms of how close the games are where Rangers have come in, you know, back up and they've had to come back up through the leagues. So yeah. then they're not quite the force that they were previously. But I think we're all assuming that at some point over the next few years Rangers will be back to where they were. And when they are, it's just going to be that same thing every year, isn't it? It's going to be Rangers, yeah. Celtic, Rangers, Celtic. And I don't know if that, you know, you take those two teams out. All right, yeah, it gives the other teams the chance to win the league. But the problem is the prize money will be so small because the TV deal will be gone. Hmm. What's, no, I don't want to say what's the point because that's disrespectful to the other teams and the, the, the players of those teams. But like, you know from a financial point of view now, and then you take Celtic and Rangers out of it, I can't imagine that it's going to be pretty, should we say. No, I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. But then it puts me on my next point, and it was uh, an incident what happened in the game, and it was um, Morellas um, scored his second goal. Um, decent finish. I thought I thought he was an excellent footballer, by the way. I thought he's, he's everything you want from your centre-forward. He's, he's like a ball... He gets hold of it. He's strong. He's physical. He's quick. He's got an eye for goal. He's got thirty plus goals already this season. Um, and and then he then he celebrates his goal, which he's got every right to do, in front of the Mill uh, the Millwall, the Motherwell supporters who were giving him stick most of the most of the afternoon. And he gets his second yellow card for it, which I just find absolutely disgusting and absurd and just pathetic that um, a referee could just ruin a footballer's afternoon because he's. In his terms, he's over-celebrated a goal. How can you over-celebrate a goal? We've got the problem in the Premier League where you can't celebrate a goal because VAR is killing it. And now we're, now we're, now we're ruining another league's football and enjoyment by stopping players celebrating goals in case supporters get a little bit upset and a little bit angry. Because I guarantee you, if, Millwall, if Motherwell had scored that goal in the 87th minute and won that game against Rangers, the players would have celebrated like they won the, won the World Cup. So yeah, they'd have been in the crowd, they'd have been all over the place. And what I what I particularly didn't like about it was all right, if he'd gone up to the Celtic fans and done like a Gaza, where Gaza was making those gestures to them, yeah. um, or he'd or he'd gone it like right up to them, being really aggressive and swearing or inciting them, all right, I can kind of see that's a booking. But what he did was quite subtle. It was basically yeah. say it was basically saying You've been abusing me all night, all all afternoon. I scored a yeah. goal. Have that, yeah, and just sort Have of that. flicked his shoulder, and I yeah. think it's pathetic. Um, and what I don't like about it is, well, do we want to have football matches where the goals go in and the players just walk back to the centre circle? Because I tell you something, if that becomes the norm, where players are almost protesting it, you'll lo- your fans will just dwindle over the years. Like it mm. won't be an instant thing, but if you can't celebrate a goal. What's the point in playing? No, it's going to be boring. Side. It's going to be. What's it's about? No, it's good. It's it's. You go to a game looking forward to celebrating a goal. You know what I mean? If you're not allowed to do it, what's next? Supporters can't celebrate. It's just it's 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 kid stuff. It's embarrassing because all the goals in the championship this weekend, all of those players were passionate. They celebrated. You know what I mean? The Cardiff fans celebrated. The Cardiff players celebrated. Swansea players celebrated. Barnsley. Do you know what I mean? In front of in front of supporters. So. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, here's a question for you then. I just thought of, as you've just said, uh, what was like uh, the most weirdest or what was like a planned celebration or something like that, which you would, uh, you ever done? Um, I don't think I don't think I ever planned a celebration. I think the that's the, shocking. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I know. Well, Didn't score I, mine, was, mine were mine were probably just off the cuff because I just the buzz of scoring a goal. I think sometimes things just went out the window that. Um, and just pure emotion. That, yeah. You know what I mean? I think sometimes I planned to go to an area to celebrate, but then all of a sudden celebrated in a certain a different area. And, yeah, somewhere else, yeah, in front of different people. So it was just, you know what I mean? The funniest celebration is obviously the one at Oldham where um, <laughs> some some nice gentleman threw, threw, a, threw a pie at me. And it was, it was a great shot. So oh, It's impressive, isn't it? Well, where was, was it Huddersfield? Uh, Oldham okay. away. Oldham. Oldham away, Boundary quite, Park. Quite, or... quite close to the to the pitch as well, and you yeah, but yeah. Boundary and to Park. Be, and to be fair, I got a yellow card because I went I went really close, but it was my momentum because I was running at speed and I couldn't stop myself, and and I, and I ended up on the hoarding, and and I stepped back, and as I stepped back, I got a. Well, that's how it all. That's how all this booking of uh, players celebrating goals began, wouldn't it? It started off where you couldn't go over the hoardings. Um, and then it was you couldn't hug the crowd or the other way around, and they've kind of built it up and built it up. And I got a real problem with the Rangers player um, being booked because it's just common sense, isn't it? Like it wasn't offensive, it wasn't aggressive. He's already been booked, so you. It's like the ref just wants to be the centre of attention. He just wants yeah. to send someone off from Rangers almost, and obviously he's their best player. He just wants to kind of. What a player, by the way. That's what it felt like. That, that's, that's what it felt like. But, you know and what I mean? It, it, unfortunately, there's a few refs like that, isn't there, who seem to be <laughs> um, Clattenburg-esque in the way they conduct themselves. Want to yeah, make a name for themselves. And, yeah, I think so. I think, I think, I think the problem with LS, someone like he's got is, is he, he causes his own problems. He winds people up. He winds supporters up. But it's, it's, it's like the, um, the, the, the comedy villain, so to speak, of the football. You know what I mean? We had... We've had it in the past, Gaza, Vinnie Jones, all these kind of players, and you take them away. Yeah. If if Scottish football lost a player like Morales, it would it would it would it would be brutal for Rangers. It's brutal for Scottish mm-hmm. football because you want the best players they can. You don't want them seeing them getting sold to Spain, Italy, France, Holland, England. You don't Wales. want it. You don't want it. well, well, British football. You don't know what happened. Cardiff, you know I mean? but I'll tell you right, they would. I think every single Championship team, stroke Premier League team, would have him in their team. Yeah, and you know so, what? Look, with all those players you just named, like your Gazers, your Vinnie Joneses, your Robbie Savages, people like that who who irritate the other team and they irritate the opposing fans, they're characters, and you want them playing because you want to give them a bit of stick and you want to see them slip over or whatever. But also, if they overstep the mark, then yeah, fine, you know, book them, send them off, whatever it may be, whether it's a bad tackle or aggressive or a goal celebration which is over the top or in front of the away fans in a, you know where it's instigating the away the the, the opposing fans that's fine but this yeah. wasn't that at all and that's I think the problem isn't it there's the, there's a difference I think whereas if he'd gone like face to face with the first first row of the Motherwell fans and being like screaming and being really aggressive and giving it like Sticking his fingers up, and that's a that's a problem, then, isn't it? But yeah, I totally agree. What totally he did, agree. it wasn't a problem. Um, I just celebrated a goal, so and, and and passionate. It was a, it was a, it was a big goal as well. It was a game. What won? It was a goal that won the game. 
it was a big goal in a big game and, and it put Rangers top of the league so I don't see a problem in it well controversial really mate um, I, at the moment the way I feel I want Cardiff to get to the playoff final and lose because I don't want him to go to the Premier League because I don't want VAR I think it just right. take. I think it's going to take. And you know, obviously, I say that a bit tongue in cheek. Like, obviously, I yeah. would never. I'd never want them to lose. But I just, yeah, yeah. I just like, I just don't want to. I don't want. I just feel like it's killing, killing the, killing us, killing the game. But also, I said I wasn't going to talk about VAR, but we had but it again it, yesterday, it, didn't it? It was interesting. Um, I think it was through the week, and it was Chris Wilder again. Uh, and this was after um, this was after a victory and after a decision which went for him, you know what I mean. So he's had he's had quite a few chickens out. They've had a few which have gone against them. Um, this one went against went for went, went for them against Norwich, and he's he's still saying the same things. He still he still can't I can't celebrate a goal because in case it gets chalked off, I don't know if we're coming or going. Sending us off, getting overturned, penalties getting overturned. It's just it's just sapping the life out of football. And, do you know what I say? Yeah, I should bin it. They should yeah, just bin it now. Yeah. Keep goal line technology. Mm. And I think, do you know what I think they should have? Is the ability to, just like a replay ability, not have uh, uh, and like reviews and stuff like that. I just think they should have the, the referee, if something happens, like an elbow or a bad challenge, and the referee's not quite sure how bad it is, he yeah. can go to the fourth official and say, look, I think this was quite bad. Can you have a look for me? Yeah. And then if they, they can either say, oh, no, there's nothing in it. Or they can say yellow card. Or they can say, oh, maybe you should come and have a look. And then he goes to the screen. So it's not like a constant thing. Yeah. But then, but, but, but then, but then you could just scrap it all together and you could, you could just put things in place. What we grew up with. Yeah, you, you could put things in place with stricter consequences that if you're cheating, for example, or it's, you know what I mean, that... that 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 you hit players with dives and you know what I mean with with yeah. bands and and stuff and you just make consequences bit even bigger. It's, it's just football needs to be go back to being fun again. Indeed, we have fun, so that's the main thing. Of course, we but, do. Yeah. Um, first, we're going to talk first, about loads of fun. Oh yeah, these fans are not going to like this. Um, mm. <laughs> they um, look before we uh, move on to the games, we'll finish on something which was what I found quite funny. Um, I was kind of flicking through Twitter yesterday and I came across this lady and she had like really white blonde hair, the same colour hair as Boris Johnson. And um, you, you reminded me of it just now when you mentioned Millwall. So basically she was, uh, she was like at the train station or walking up the street or something and a load of Millwall fans who she said were drunk um, had come out of the football or on their way to the football and they lifted her up onto their shoulders and was singing there's only one Boris Johnson and she put it out as like like a really like outraged kind of tweet and the thing which tickled me like you can't really be going around picking up ladies and stuff you, no. you know you don't know if she's got like any kind of injuries and stuff you shouldn't really do it um so I, that wasn't necessarily what I found like what made me chuckle what made me chuckle was the re- the replies to the tweet because they were either oh you don't even look like Boris Johnson and it was just like really random stuff and then there was about a thousand two thousand replies of people saying (coughs) um, just like basically saying oh you know it's just football fans they're not drunk Millwall fans were okay and they're just like just like loads of tongue in cheek uh, replies and stuff it was really really funny kind of but then 
are we losing our sense of humor do you think like are, are people just looking for stuff to be offended by all the time like you know, think, they did they so. weren't for what she described so like using her words because obviously we weren't there i wasn't there um it doesn't seem like it was nasty or aggressive or anything like that it was kind of you know tongue-in-cheek messing about having a bit of a laugh a bit of fun and you know are we losing that like what made britain good in that like just think, that sense of humor and being able to laugh at anything and i think knowing. if someone else someone else's inter- in- interpretation i'll say isn't it that if someone yeah. else said uh, i'd have had it done to them and they saw it as a little bit of fun and light-heartedness then it's taken it's, it, right, it's taken it no exactly so it's just sometimes it's the wrong person at the wrong time yeah yeah and I, I agree and i'm not in any way criticizing the lady i'm like really not I'd have, yeah. I, it just it's something which obviously we see it all the time on social media as people like you know offended by this or offended by that or people what i what i really don't like is like this kind of cancel culture where if someone makes a joke which people don't like it's like they should be sacked and lose their job and and everyone kind of goes after them and you know and if you say something like a racist joke or something really offensive like and unacceptable then you know you that's your own fault and you got to put up with the consequences because most employers are not going to put up with that i'm on about like just general just being able to laugh at yourself and being able to just have a laugh and joke and yeah. not have this fear of like people getting all kind of oh my god i can't believe you said that but anyway i went completely off topic and it didn't even it wasn't <laughs> even a football topic it was just it just reminded me of it but anyway let's get back to it because life topic yeah, yeah i just i i kind of miss like 10 years ago <coughs> roundabout not exactly 10 years ago to the day but like just 10 years ago ish like i missed that when you could like you knew if you went to like a stand-up comic jimmy carr for instance or frankie boyle or someone like this their comedy is not for everyone yeah. some people don't like it my missus doesn't like jimmy carr i do i really like him and frankie boyle Although Frankie Boyle's not as good as he was, but what I like is that you knew that if you go into that show, you're going to hear some uncomfortable jokes, but you know that they're jokes. You know that Jimmy Carr doesn't really believe some of the stuff that he says, but it's just, yeah. it's a joke and it's meant to be a joke. You're just relaxing and having a bit of, you know, fun or whatever. I kind of miss that, but you know, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe I'm just getting old. Just like, uh, oh, back in the day, it was so much better. Old man Willis. So, <laughs> what should we start with? What should we start with? So, we've got four games to choose from, and I'm going to let you pick which of the four we start with. So we've got Leeds Cardiff, we got Preston Luton, Swansea Borough, and West Brom, and someone at uh, Birmingham. We'll start with that one because that one was the first game of the weekend. Well, it was well, the first game of those four anyway because it was a game Friday. But we'll start with that one. That was a Saturday morning. Charlie Austin. Saturday morning, yeah, early fixture. Um, to be honest, watching the game, it was um, Birmingham started really strong. I was uh, really impressed with the way that they started. Um, it was interesting this game, the amount of um, joy that both teams were getting from set pieces, which was quite alarming really, that both teams could not defend a set piece. That's mm. free kicks, corners, 
um, throw-ins, just long throw-ins in the box. And, and Birmingham played it really well. You know what I mean? That Harley Dean had a couple of chances before he got his goal in the second half. Uh, Jukovic obviously scored from a, um, a set-piece in the first half but could have had another chance. Um, long throws in the box. And for a Slavin Village team to defend like they did from set-pieces was, was quite alarming and quite worrying, especially in a local derby that they, they couldn't really cope with what was thrown at them. And Birmingham aren't a, a bully inside. They've got some nice footballers. I thought uh, Jude Bellingham was outstanding. His set-pieces were superb. His, his, his through ball for a couple of uh, chances in the first half were excellent. Um, he had the hand in both goals. Um, the first one, obviously, a corner. The second one, a corner. The first one was a second phase for Jukovic's header. But um, I think West Brom were really lucky to come out of it unscathed. Um, uh, Dean Garner's goal, I watched it about five, six times and I, I'm still on the fence about if, it is, if it's offside because it happened so quickly. I, I'm sure he is, on, he is onside because the defender comes out really quickly, but it, it happens in a split second. It's so hard for a referee and a linesman to make that kind of judgment and, and, and cut that goal off if it is a, if it is a goal. And, um, but when you've got a player on the bench side like Charlie Austin, I said it midweek, um, he, came, he scored a goal against Wigan uh, and then he came off straight away and he scored two goals on, on, on Saturday, Saturday lunchtime that someone takes a risk on him. He's going to score goals. And why, wasn't, why wasn't loads of teams knocking on that door to bring him into the team? Because he's just a natural born goal scorer. And if they get him firing on all cylinders, he's going to, he's going to be hard to stop, goals, stop, stop scoring goals. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with him is his, uh, his fitness, trying to keep him fit for long periods of time. He does seem to pick up a lot of niggles yeah. and he's, he's had a but, but I think he's get, I think he's getting I think he's getting managed really well, though, Si, because um, he got brought off um, straight after the goal on um, on Wednesday against Wigan. Um, he was obviously sub um, on at the weekend, so only came on only came on about twenty twenty five minutes to go. So he's been used sparingly, but been, if, if that's very clever that he knows that we've got loads of games coming up, and obviously Robson Carlin started. Came on on Wednesday night. If he's if he's if he's swapping the two over, it's it's really good man management by uh, by Village. Yeah, well the thing is with, for instance, with West Brom, when they've got Robson Carnu, they've got um, Austin, they've got um, the other one I can't remember his name, uh, Diagana is it? Yukovic? Um, <coughs> no, what's the name? I can't remember what his name is. But they've got a selection of strikers, three yeah, or four really good yeah. strikers, so they're able to bring Charlie Austin in and out and give him a rest and, and keep him fit and wrap him in cotton wool almost, which is what they need to do because if they do that, they'll get 20, 20 goals out of him easy in a whole season. Yeah. Whereas if he played for, say, for Cardiff, for instance, or Borough, because they haven't got that wide selection of strikers, he, they would run him into the ground week in, week out because they'd be desperate for his goals. So West Brom have been quite clever, but he's been, you know, they can just manage it. Like you say, they can just bring him in and out and, you know, when he's done his job, got a bag a couple of goals, get him off. Yeah, totally agree. You need to run him into the ground. Yeah. Not every player needs to play 90 minutes. I mean, look at that no. poor... Well, that's what I was going to bring up for the any other business was the... I'll oh, bring it up at the end. It was the Everton boy who got substituted after 10 minutes. Ah, sub sub. Felt really sorry for him. He was only, he was mm. only young. But we'll talk about yeah. that right at the end. Remind me when we do the questions and we'll go through yeah. it. Um, Charlie Austin, yeah, superb. Uh, I've got to say, you're right about the set pieces because like Birmingham is basically a team of youngsters, isn't it, bar one or yeah. two players. Yeah. They're not physically imposing or bullying teams. No. Um, and they 
just looked like they would score every time they put the ball in the box from a throw or a set piece. Um, I thought Jake Livermore, by the way, was outstanding. Yeah. Um, I thought he was re- had a really good game, but Bellingham uh, for Birmingham was excellent. Uh, I just thought it was a really good game, football to watch. It was um, a local derby. It had everything, to be fair. Had everything, and 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 you felt it was one of those games that you didn't want it to end. You didn't want a half time because because obviously the goals came at the right time of the game, and then the second half started, and there was a goal straight away. And I think it helped uh, it helped Birmingham, it helped West Brom. Um, Who's the West Brom with, keeper? Um, Johnson on loan from Man United. He played That's at Villa last year. Played at Villa last year. I thought um, he's looked really strong all season. He's a very good keeper, actually. Young keeper. He's not that young he's, yeah. anymore, but he's good. I keeper. think he's about 24, 25. And he, I, I watched him a lot last year when he was at when he was at Villa on loan, and I thought he was um, I thought he was outstanding last year, and I, I thought he would have got an opportunity in the Premier League. But I wonder whether he's one of these ones who's like a very, very good Championship keeper, but will he ever get the chance to show it in the Premier League? I just wonder. But I thought he looked a bit ropey on Saturday. At, at, at only at certain points, not like. Every time the ball came near him, but just I thought he had a couple of shaky moments, and I hadn't seen that from him before. But I think I went uh, because I, I, the defense I, I, was looking. I, I agree with you, Sai. I agree with you, but I think he looked, he looked, he looked shaky every time. Every time it was a set piece or a corner because he knew what was coming. He knew that every ball wasn't a fight ball. Every time Jude Bellingham put the ball in the box, it was with quality. It's whipped in, and when you've got Harley Dean, you've got. Um, Jukovic, you know, I mean, who attacked the ball so well like those two did on Saturday. You've, you've got, you've always got a chance, and uh, and I think it's a hard thing to stop because when you've got somebody who can whip a ball in with so much quality, it's hard to defend against. Well, if I was any other team watching that, I'd be thinking, right, West Brom, that's what we need to do is attack them from set pieces, put, put, put the ball in into the box, pressure. put it up, put it above the keeper, and and see what happens. I totally agree because they've looked up until. This game had looked pretty much invincible for the last few weeks. They really have looked that good. Um, so yeah. to see Birmingham young team, you know, I'm a big fan of Birmingham's team with the, all the youngsters playing, um, and to see them give them so much trouble was really good to see, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then next up, we've got let's go with let's go with Preston and Luton. Um, much needed uh, for Preston. They haven't had a um, they haven't had great um, form coming into the games really. Um, but to be fair, Luton Town don't really travel very well. Obviously, they played uh, Brentford a few weeks ago, got took a hammer in. They won last weekend at home um, against Wigan. But to be fair, I, I couldn't see anything but uh, a Preston win. And to be fair, they got a penalty. Uh, which is a blatant penalty, by the way. I don't even know what the defender was thinking about pulling the shirt, and then and then to say that he didn't do it, it's just beyond me. So trying Never to trying to prove, prove his prove his innocence, hundred um, percent penalty. Um, I do like the way that Gallagher does take his penalty. He runs away from the from the penalty spot, turns at pace, hits it, decent save by the goalkeeper. Couldn't really push it anywhere, and, and the rebound was was inevitable. It was going to go in. Um, Callum McManaman, I thought also was a was was a blatant penalty. I thought the defender didn't have a clue where he was. Um, and he just nipped in front of the defender and got nicked. And, and to be fair, you've got to be you've got to be having awareness of where the where the centre forward is. And, and for me, another another blatant penalty and more more controversy because Preston said it wasn't the manager. Alex Neil said it wasn't. But if you haven't got a clue where your centre forward is, if you're nicking nick in front, you've got every right to go down. 
Um, and then the, I felt sorry for the Luton for the for the winning goal because it was a little bit like pinball. The ball was was all over. They, they put about three or four blocks in place, and then it fell to fell to the man just on the line who took a touch, took another touch, composed himself and tapped it in. And, and then Luton didn't really have any more opportunities. And, and but for Preston, for their point of view, it was much needed, much needed three points to get them back on track. And with loads of games coming thick and fast, I think Luton can just take the positives out of the game that they ran a good side very close and and try and aim for the, the home games to pick some points up. Yeah, both both teams, after a, a very good start to the season, haven't looked quite as um, quite as good recently. But I thought <coughs> Preston looked a bit better this in this game. Uh, yeah. And Luton, like you said, you know, there, there was plenty of positives to take from them. And I hope they can push on again then and have a little run after Christmas or over Christmas to, to you know, to get back to where they were because they were involved in a lot of exciting games uh you know at the start of the season the same for preston you know how many weeks in a row were we saying like preston just keep doing it and doing it they just kept winning and we were looking silly but this is the last couple of weeks is the kind of performances that we had discussed and expected at the start of the season um i think their problem is they haven't got a massive squad um, and they got a few injuries and then it's difficult then isn't it to you know, to keep that momentum going when you lose your big players for a week or two, or, or even just a game or two, because you know that momentum could be halted in one game, can it? If you lose, you know, heavily, or you have a bad performance, that 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 row of, or that you know that run of games of winning can end quickly, and then it can turn to a not so good run quick enough as well. I think the problem side teams have got in the in the playoffs at the minute are. Um, the distance, the distance between the top two and the playoffs now is is just ridiculous. And you're in a catch twenty two position, aren't you? Because you want to consolidate your your playoff position because you want to try and stay in there. But then you're looking at you're looking above you, and the gap's just it seems to be getting bigger the other way than it is. You're just not 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 clawing anything back because they're relentless at the top. We've lost the Preston have lost a couple of games. They beat they beat Fulham in the week, which is a great result. But we'll talk about Fulham. Um, soon when, when we talk about their game but um, you know what I mean you've just got to chain results over and stay in there as long as you can because it's only four places and the start of the season like you just said like that the person have had if they fall away for the rest for the rest of the season and don't get in the playoffs it won't be a very good season because of the way that they've done it so it's you know what I mean regardless of what we said at the start of the season about, about expecting them to struggle they haven't struggled and they've been up there all season they've been they haven't, gone, they haven't been outside the playoffs so they can't afford for their season to be a success or, a, or very unsex, unsuccessful if they don't stay in the, in the playoff places and, and they fall away from some bad results. Well, the thing is, they were so good for so long that oh. if they don't get to, the, to at least the playoffs, you're right, it is a, it's a bad season, even though yeah. at the start of the season, they probably would have taken a top 10 finish. Yeah, totally agree. You got We talked about this last week and the, I think probably the week before about you've got to have your targets, but you've also got to alter those targets as you're going yeah. through the season and adapt to the situation. Yeah, yeah they've got to be and, smart. They've got to be smart targets, and they've got to be they've got to be achievable. And at the start of the season, if, were, were they achievable if they, if they aim for the playoffs? Not in my eyes. But now, for me, if they don't finish in the top six, it's it's it, they've, they've underachieved. Yeah, I completely agree. And the thing is, and the league table don't lie. No, I totally, I totally. It's, the thing is, I mean, it's it's we go on about it, we laugh about it, we joke about it, and. They deserve to be third in the league for the way that they've played all season. But if they finish tenth in the league uh, come May, they've they've underachieved and the manager won't be happy and he'll start to question the players. Start to question, 
is he good enough? Because that's just the, the way of the world. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Be, well, be, to quote my phrase, favourite phrase, it would be piss poor. Oh, be awesome. To, uh, to, you know, they, and, and, and like, I, I'd not having to go at Preston, what I'm saying is they were so good and they been have been so good this season that yeah. they've set high expectations for themselves now. And this, and, and this also, saying I'll back ourselves up as well. If they finish tenth in the league, for example, in the, the season, it won't be we told you so because they'll have still surpassed how, how the better than that than we well, thought. I think anyway. we so, both said they thought we thought they were going to go down. I think didn't we? I did. I thought that well, hundred percent. I thought there would be there would be fighting relegation. You know what I mean? So they've they've, they've massively overachieved, but they're there on merit. So they need to kick on now and go to another level. And it's the manager, the chairman, the football club to to look at the window and and think. Can we sustain this? Can we go to the other level? Can we take a risk? Because the carrot at the end of it, it potentially is a Premier League, which becomes financially, it's a big risk, but it's a good risk to take. So it's, it's something that they've got to look at. In my opinion, for Preston to make the playoffs, I believe that they need to bring in some loan players or sign a couple of players. Not necessarily because their first 11 isn't good enough, uh, but I believe that their squad isn't big enough. Yeah. And Cardiff, West Brom, uh, Leeds, Derby, probably, Fulham, they're going to spend money. Brentford, they're going to spend money. So yeah, if you wanna, gonna, they're, they're, they're going to be shut down. They're, they're, the teams are going to catch them if they're not careful. Well, I think I named five teams or six teams there, and that's the top six. Yeah. You know, yeah. if those six spend money, you've got, got to. You've got to, if you, even if they haven't got the money to spend, they have to be clever in the loan market. You know, there's yeah. players, there is young players available or there's aging players available that they could just got to do a bit of wheeling, wheeling and dealing. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, next up, which I'm sure you're really looking forward to speaking to, uh, speaking about, is uh, Swansea 3, Middlesbrough mm. 1. Yeah. Um, because outside, people, people think that we are. Anti Swansea, we're certainly not. You know what I mean? We've been critical of them, <coughs> excuse me, and rightly so because they've they've uh, they've uh, bottled games in certain um, in certain in certain ways, especially away from home. But we've always said when you hit Swansea on the right on the well on the on the on the worst day, and they play the Swansea way, and they pass you off the park, and they play that attacking football like 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 I know they can do it. And on Saturday, unfortunately, at times against Middlesbrough, they passed the ball, they kept the ball, they frustrated Middlesbrough. Uh, and in the first half, they were such the better side um, and took the lead through uh, a penalty, uh, which was another blatant penalty, another blatant penalty of the weekend. That, um, good save by Pears. Dale Fire doesn't know where, where Ayu is, comes across behind him, brings him down, blatant penalty. You know what I mean? There's got no plans about it. Swansea probably should have gone in two ahead at half time, but missed a couple of guilt edge chances. Second half, it gives Middlesbrough an opportunity. They're 1 0 behind. They've got confidence from a, a good point at Nottingham Forest through the week. Um, get themselves a very good equaliser through Tavernier. Uh, great strike, beat the keeper, the near post keeper. Might not be happy about it, but he was unsighted. Um, and then the real fun um, begins. Um, Marcus Brown, absolutely disgraceful tackle. The worst decision I've seen at one all. Let his team down, his supporters down, his manager down, himself down. Let me Changed down. the game, didn't it? Uh, it's game changing. You can't, you can't be doing things like that. Um, and then. Um, the second goal for me, Ayu again, and for me, I think it's a goalkeeper mistake. It's straight at the goal, down the goalkeeper's throat. If he gets anything, if he's in the way of it, it hits him in the face, it hits him in his hands, it hits him in his chest. 
You know what I mean? For me, he dived out the way a little bit and a couple yeah. of reactions from players. He's um, been so good as well the recently, hasn't he? He's been outstanding, been outstanding. And he's a great hit, great strike. But for me, I think he's, he's, he's got to take a little bit of blame for that. Um, the third goal, um, I thought was, was excellent. I thought they wanted to put the ball in the box. They wanted to win the first header, won the first header. They wanted to win the second ball, won the second ball. Great finish across pairs. He had no chance to win that. And then, more fun again, uh, Paddy McNair um, gives the ball away, gets frustrated, lashes out, throws an elbow, lets his team down. He's going to miss three games, like Brown's going to miss three games. Um, and then the fun of the afternoon today is that Middlesbrough have, have appealed the red card, which I just do not get one little bit because that for me, that red card's going to turn into four games now. And for me, Paddy McNair has been Middlesbrough's standout player of the season. Apart from Randolph and apart from Pears, he's been absolutely outstanding week in, week out, every time I've watched him. And now he's going to get an extra game ban, which he's going to miss some. He's going to miss Stoke City at home. He's going to miss um, West Brom game away. He's going to miss um, Huddersfield Town at home. And then he's going to miss another game next year. He, he, he can't afford to, to lose his best players for that, for that length of period. Against, those three games I've just mentioned, Si, there. They're three games. They're three games. And they're three, three games against three massive sides. Ex-Premier League sides, all of them. Middlesbrough could go... Listen, Middlesbrough could win them all. That's how stupid this league is. But at the same time, they could lose every one of them comfortably. And that'll be it. You know what I mean? They'll be, they'll be in the bottom three. And if they go in the bottom three after those three games, it's going to be a big ass to get out of that. Big ass. Because the league's getting tougher. You know what I mean? Who's, who's going to want to come in the January window? Will the manager still be there? It's 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 just too many questions getting asked now. You know what I mean? I've been on local radio this morning talking about um what happened at the weekend. Yeah, you know, I, I pulled no punches, I just pulled no punches there. Those two players have let that football club down, they've let the manager down, they've let the teammates down, they've let the, the, the travelling supporters who've spent all day travelling down to South Wales to watch a game in Swansea and travel all the way back. You know what I mean? It's just it's not it's not on, it's not fair. You know what I mean? It's 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 cowardly. At times, and that's just might sound harsh, but it's it's, it's true and bang on. It's what it is, Rich. Um, you know, we um we pride ourselves on the show on being fair to all teams, even teams which we'll you know don't want to see winning. If you like, um, yeah. Jonathan Woodgate worried me a little bit over the last few weeks. Um, at the start of the season, I was very much you know when people were getting frustrated with him, I was saying, look. He's trying to change the way they're playing. He's trying to change everything about the club. You've got to give him time and you've got to let him do it because otherwise it's pointless. Yeah. But he's, some of the things he's coming out with, um, I just don't see it sometimes. And I wonder, you know, I, I'm not an ex-professional footballer. I never played for Real Madrid, so I get all that. But I still watch a lot of football. And I just think, like, for instance, he said he felt that... Uh, the Middlesbrough were gaining, gaining momentum in the game, um, and then the pendulum swung back in Swansea's direction. Um, now, to me, yes, the sendings off, <coughs> the first sending offs has changed the game. It has absolutely. But as you've just said, Swansea should have been at least two up in a half time, and they probably could have had a couple more. Mm. Now, I don't. I, like obviously, I've only seen the extended highlights. So you're talking like ten or I think fifteen minutes. Goals, I goals change think... games. Si. Goals change games. I get, I get his point. So when they score, they, they've got the momentum. They've got the pendulum swung in their favour, and then for okay. them to go down to ten men, I get the point. But for long periods of that game, they were second best. 
yeah. second best comfortably um, against a, against a well drilled, well organised side. Um, they had sixty two percent possession against thirty eight. Swansea had seven shots on target in the middle of the three. You know, it, 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 things like this don't make sense. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, that they dominated the game. So they dominated the game. They deserved to win the game. It, it's it's that simple. It's not. It's, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pro Jonathan Woodgate I'm pro Middlesbrough but sometimes when you come after a game you, 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 you sometimes a bigger man we got beat by the better side yeah move on to the next we've got some bigger games coming up we have to go on. we have to concentrate on, the, on them now that game's gone just move on don't be there's no point looking back now you know I mean look back at the red card what, there's no, what's the point the referee made his decision if, if, if the FA decided to, to overturn the decision from any of those red cards, then that shows weakness in the officials. It shows weakness in the system. It also has to question um, the referee's integrity for next the next game, which he can't referee in the in the, in the championship again for me. Because so the F, why would the FA? If there's any question, it's not like it's a fifty-fifty call. If the referee sent him off for an elbow for violent conduct, then he's seen it happen. So, and we've all seen the videos. I've seen the video. He raises his elbow. Regardless if there's contact or not, there's intent. If there's intent, it's a red card. So, to me, they're both red cards. And I think it's a bit embarrassing to, to appeal them, to be honest. But, and, like, the frustrating thing for me would be, if I was a Middlesbrough fan, is, one, they're red cards. Most people agree that they're red cards. Yeah. Um, and you also know that if you appeal it and the appeal gets turned down, you've got an extra game or an extra yeah. two games. So to me, you should only appeal if one, you've got it's your best player and you've got a massive game coming up, which you cannot lose. And it's kind of a bit 50 50. And you think, well, you know, it's worth a punt. Well, years ago, Sai, years, years ago, the appeal system used to be that if you appealed, you could play in the next game until the appeal yeah. took place. So that's the only... They still do it in Scotland and it's happened that Celtic... So Scott you can do it tactically. Yes, yeah, so you do it tactically. This isn't, tactic, this isn't tactics for me. It's, it's just naivety, a bit of stupidity, in, in, in my opinion, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't appeal. I'd take, I'd take it on the chin. I'd certainly play. You let the team down. You, 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 you might, if you haven't caught him and he's and he's pulled a clever one, your elbows raised. You, yeah, you look you like put you've yourself done it. in that situation, don't you? There's, there's intent. If that happened on the other, on the other, the shoe was on the other foot. Middlesbrough would have been screaming for a red card, like we all would have been. So, yeah, and like we've said, you know, all season, how good Paddy McNair's been and how much oh, he's been outstanding. But I think he has been their best player, and you know, it's a big blow. To lose, uh, to lose him. I thought Swansea were very, very good. Um, I do really, I really like Freddie Woodman in goal. I think he's a great keeper. Yeah. Um, I just thought generally Swansea were very good. Andre Ayew in particular, I thought was. Ah, oh, he's outstanding. He he just Middlesbrough couldn't handle him. Couldn't handle him. Couldn't handle him. He had pace. He had power. Trickery. Strength. Middlesbrough couldn't uh, just couldn't handle what Swansea brought to the table. Who's the young? Boy who plays on the right for Swansea, right in midfield. Can't think of his name. 
Grimes, is there? Maybe Grimes, I don't know. Um, Byers. Byers, that's it. Byers. Very, very, very good player. And he was, I thought, again, outstanding. Really good. Never let it be said that I don't give uh, Swansea City credit when they deserve it. And I thought they deserved it. Well, I've just forget they were on five minutes. Yeah, well, exactly that. You know what I mean? They were they were there for the taking for me, and I was really looking forward to Middlesbrough going down there and and giving them a a really tough game. Middlesbrough going there in confidence. Swansea had no confidence. Just shows what happens at the minute in the championship. Brutal. Yeah, and I think it's hard to get out of those bad runs in the championship. So to play that well against mm-hmm. a Middlesbrough team who've had a good result recently is a good performance. Yeah, very good. Uh, so next up, we got Leeds three. Cardiff City three. Wow. Um, well, well, well. Um, well. I'm not going to start with the way that I, the way that I'm going to. I wanted to start. Uh, Leeds were absolutely electric. First, well, first half. I'll, I'll, I'll say, but the first ten minutes, wave after wave after wave of attack. You know what I mean? Cardiff just couldn't live with with what was going on. Um, obviously, the first goal goes in. Um, Joe Bennett was very, very, very fortunate. He didn't give a penalty away for me um, in the first half as well. It was just, it was just constant. You know what I mean? The first two goals in the first eight minutes. You know what I mean? You get, your game plan just goes out the window. Neil Harris must have been stood there thinking, "What on earth's going on?" But goals change games, and I think that might have been the game changer for me. That that if Joe had given a penalty away for me, I thought that it was more of a penalty than it was in the second half. Edwards giving the giving the penalty away, I thought that was pretty soft. He's going away from. It was going away from. From the goal, you know what I mean. I thought it was a poor decision from Joe to try and win the ball, but you know what I mean. It did look like he won the ball, but then slow motion camera for me didn't get anywhere near it. And, no, you know what I mean. So you know what I mean. I think he got away with a with a fortunate one there. But but Sai, what can we say about um, the character shown by Cardiff? You go three 0 down against Leeds United. Middlesbrough played there what two or three weeks ago. Got walloped three four nil. You know what I mean. There was wave after wave of attack. Um, and then all of a sudden, Leeds bottled it, bottled the game, bottled what was going on, the atmosphere, you know what I mean? Circumstances, what happened in the game. Um, welcome Lee Tomlin. Lee Tomlin comes in the game, scores an absolute world of a finish. Um, great, great goal, wasn't it? Yeah, great goal. Uh, the, the ball from Joe Bennett for Morrison's header was absolutely fantastic. We're on about set pieces, we're on about crosses in the box with quality, not just lofted in. Um, and then the ball through from Lee Tomlin to, to Gratzel was just out of this world you know to, to flick the ball um, in an area to run onto for a centre forward an absolute dream I had to love balls like that it was just just absolutely fantastic and then and then the game wasn't finished obviously at 3-2 Morrison gets himself sent off so Cardiff still get the equaliser with with, with, with with 10 men and then Leeds probably still should have won the game yeah with, with probably massive the, the, the easiest chance that they had in the game for me that was a great save but you know what I mean you've got to put those chances in and you know what I mean we're on about um, Banford misses chances we're on about Nikitai misses chances and Leeds missed too many chances but they should have won the game because they're 3-0 up but you get a chance like that in the last minute you've got to take it and it's a great save give, give Etheridge credit you know what I mean he's let three goals in his confidence in had been shot to pieces but he still had a huge part to play in the game and, and kept, him, kept, kept the football club in it and you know what I mean that the supporters all have gone back to South Wales with, with, with absolute huge smiles on faces. Faces. It felt like the, like a win, and the changing room will have felt the same. And Neil Harris has got to take credit for what he's 
for what he's instilled in, in, in those players because he's got a never-say-die attitude. Um, the players aren't giving up and, and long may that continue because to, to go to, to lead United to all the road and score three goals is great. But also, the worrying part is is how bad they've the, the, the defended all year, how bad the defending is continuing. You know what I mean? It could have been a lot worse, but thankfully, we came all scared and, and took away a point. Yeah, look, um, I'll start with Leeds for me. I thought for the first hour, they were sensational. Um, Helder Costa was excellent. I thought Patrick Banford was really yeah. good. Really, Cardiff just couldn't live with his pace and his, <laughs> move, his, his movement off the ball. The, he just kept losing the two centre halves, Morrison and uh, who, was, who was the other one? Uh, Nelson, I think it was. Well, yeah, it was. Is, um, they, they, they just kept losing him. Uh, he just was running off the back of them or running in the channel and they just could not keep up with him at all. Um, Leeds had 25 shots um, yeah. in the game. Cardiff had 10. It's not the first time that Leeds have had this issue of missing chances. Um, and this game should have been put to bed within an hour, half-time, whatever you want to say. Um, and like I say, Bamford and Costa in particular, Glick, you know, I'm running out of uh, superlatives to, to describe the way he, you know, he just controls the games and, and runs the ball and slips in the strikers. Um, but it's not the first time that Cardiff and Neil Harris have been two goals or more down with 20 minutes to go and got yeah. something out of the game. Yeah. Whereas at the start of the season, Cardiff were not doing that. Cardiff, if they went down, they were kind of losing. And that was it. Um, which is a good sign. But defensively, we are all over the place. Um, That's concerning, Sarah, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Because uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought that, that, that we'd, we'd sorted, sorted these things out. We'd eradicated them. You know what I mean? We'd kept a couple of clean sheets and, and gone back to um, probably a Neil Warnock style of play. But saying that, though, what would you rather watch? Would you rather watch expansive football and, and attacking football and scoring goals and letting, letting some goals in, like the Kevin Keegan sort of way of playing? Or would you rather see those getting over the line winning one 0 It's 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 finding that fine balance of what you what you what you're happy with watching and what you're happy with. You know what I mean? So it's we're um, going to see the a back heel volley flick from Lee Tomlin in the number ten role under under Warnock. Will no um, no chance. No chance. We've been banging a drum for Tomlin to play in the number ten role behind Glatzel all season, and yeah. then lo and behold, you stick Tomlin in number ten. He scores. I got and I got to say because of the flick. Um, his goal, I think, didn't get as much credit as it deserved because the flick came and obviously set up the equaliser. But the goal was exceptional. The awareness oh. to 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 not go for power and just try and get it through the crowd, to just lo- loft it over everyone, I thought was superb, superb vision. Um, I think he's, he's out for the next game, which is a massive blow for Cardiff because yeah, it will be. they haven't really got another number 10. No. Um, I wonder whether Harris might try either one of the strikers there or like a Mendes Lang or someone like one of the wingers in that hole but I don't know because Tomlin's just so different and we said right at the start of the season is he as a championship player is you know he could be the best championship player available he's uh, 
so good is Tomlin when he's fit and he's motivated. He's that good size. The thing is, he's got he's got everything, and, and, and with him bringing goals to his game now, it just it just makes things. It just puts more value on him. You know what I mean? He's 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 always got the assist because he's he's that kind of player. But to bring goals to your game as well, and not just goals. You know what I mean? The 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 way the vision on on uh, on Saturday to to lob that over. You know what I mean? To, to have the awareness to, you know what I mean? To not panic, to not rush it. You're three 0 down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a it was a it was an ideal opportunity just to lash at something and just hope for the best. But no, loft it over, put it in the top corner, put it back where it's come from, um, and then go and celebrate in the right way. Get the ball, go start again, go and make things happen because we've got our tails up now. You know what I mean? And he knows he's got the, he's got all the ability in the world. He's got he's got a, he's got abundance of ability and and uh, and and it'll be a big miss. But at the same time, he, he should for me when fit when playing. Should be first name on that team sheet in a minute. I thought Glatzel looked a lot better. Um, he looked sharp and he looked dangerous. Yeah. Um, this but but Sai, si, if you're if you're getting balls put in the right area, you're going to thrive yeah, on true. it. So I think know, I so. um I think I tweeted you actually, yeah. not long after the game and said we you know Glatzel if you look at all his goals from in Germany, they all come from through balls, crosses, balls in the box. And yeah. we just weren't giving him the ball in the right areas. Yeah. Like if you remember the Swansea game, he was picking it up, you know, in between halfway in the area with his back to goal. And it's like that's not where you're going to get the best out of him. That's not no. what his strengths are. So you've got to play to their strengths. Um, so I know we disagree on the sending off, but just before that, I just wanted to say like Glatzel's finish, I think, um, was excellent. And oh, uh, lovely, you know, it's lovely. Three two, eighty something minute. Tomlin's flicked it through with the back heel. He's in the area. He's quite close to the goal as well, which can sometimes bring its own set of problems because you feel like you're losing space, don't you? Um, and he just kept his composure and he just waited and waited and then just slotted it past the keeper. I thought it was a superb finish under pressure. I mean, he could have panicked. He could have panicked, you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was, it was harder to score, you know. It, the, the keep was rushing out. It, the angle's getting close. And it was just a, a depth finish. It was lovely, lovely, neat and tidy finish. And, and uh, nice for him to, to be the hero because obviously he hasn't played a lot of football and he hasn't got the rewards that I think we all wanted him to have um, at the start of the season. So hopefully, we said this, centre-forwards go on runs of goals and hopefully this can kick-start him over Christmas with a, with a couple of goals, hopefully. Yeah, Leeds just should have won the game. Uh, the, uh, you know, whether it's from being three 0 up or even the chance after they kind of equalised. Yeah, yeah, it should be doing that. Um, just lastly, Morrison's uh, sending off. Yeah, we've got a different opinion. Reckless, yes, but yellow card. It's a yellow card all day long. And if for me, I think if you appealed this, I think you'd you'd you'd, you'd, you'd get rescinded to a yellow because the referee was it was it two footed? No. Was it two feet off the floor? No, it was very reckless. Of course, it was. Was it dangerous? I don't think it was. I don't think. I don't think it was. I think, you know what I mean. He's took him quite. He's put him quite high in the air, and it's and it's um, and it's it's a bad one. Of course, it is. But it's a it's like a frustrated tackle. You see, you see them week in week out, and you know what I mean. There's, there's there's some tackles which don't get a red card, which sometimes obviously be on me. And I'd, I I do. I felt really sorry for him there because I think uh, I think you can see within his face that. I don't think he thought he deserved it. Yeah, I just thought I got to be consistent, whether it's Cardiff players or other players. And I've criticised, um, you know, a lot of players over this season for reckless challenges when I, there was no need to be reckless. 
Um, he should have just seen it out and he kind of rush of blood. And um, I'm not like 100% sure it was a red card, but I can see why it was a red card. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, just, it's one of those things, I suppose. Um, you know what is dangerous, though, uh, and, and that is uh, his moustache. Oh, that's uh, that's that was a red card on its by itself. What is going on with that? Yeah, if he kept, if 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 he he did it obviously for November, which is oh, which is, is fine. He did so that it's for, not, for it's November, then well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. I think that's uh, that's to me it's unexcusable now. <laughs> unexcusable. It's an, it's an <laughs> interesting no, choice, I gotta say. Yeah, I've got no, I've got no, I've got, I can't comment. I can't. To be fair, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, it took me forty years to go at this. <clears throat> it's impressive. It's impressive. Let's say that. Yeah. Um, next up, Barnsley five, QPR three. What a game! Well, Si, we've uh, we've been beating the Barnsley drum for um, probably all season. That yeah. This was this going was going to happen. This was going to happen to somebody, and. They create chances like no other team in the championship. You know what I mean? But they just don't take them. Today, they did, on Saturday, they did. Um, and to be to be fair, QPR scored goals as well. So you know what I mean? If there was going to be a game with loads of goals, and it was always going to be this one. And um, I thought Barnsley were were they started off excellently. Chaplin scored uh, a very good goal. And to be fair, I thought he was absolutely outstanding throughout. Got got a, a well a well taken hat trick. But I was still impressed with QPR. Even the way that the goals are going in, they're still it was like a boxing match that, that they kept coming back for more, that they kept attacking themselves and creating chances and and they go and score three goals and Eze didn't get on the score sheet, um Naki Wells didn't get on the score sheet, and Jordan Hugel didn't get on the score sheet. So they're obviously doing something right. You know what I mean? They were obviously defensively all over the place. Set pieces are all over, people not attacking the ball when they should be, couldn't deal with crosses, you know what I mean? They were getting caught in the counter attack, but when you're getting beat three one 4-2, you've got to come out and you're going to get caught by teams who can attack. And unfortunately for them on Saturday, Barnsley caught them too many times on the counter-attack and were able to attack. And, you know what I mean? Uh, Carly Woodrow, we spoke about on a couple of occasions, scored again um, from a penalty spot, but I thought it was excellent from set pieces. But Chaplin, for me, stole the show with his hat-trick. I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, Chaplin, um, I thought Jacob Brown, had an absolutely outstanding game. Um, I thought Mauer as well. I thought Mauer set another couple of goals up, um, which is excellent. And but no, I thought. But sorry, we've been beating the drum. This this was going to happen sooner rather than later for somebody. And unfortunately for QPR, it happened to them. Yes, it was mad. Is how many t- how many times this season have we said about about Barnsley that you can't keep having to score three goals to draw games? Or not win, and then they've done that to QPR, where QPR have scored three and haven't yeah. won the game. You know, QPR will be very frustrated to have scored three goals away from home without their the likes of uh, Eze scoring, yeah. and have still come away with nothing. I was checking my notes side from um, from our original show start of the season about, oh, yeah. um, and and I was on about how many clean sheets that Barnsley kept, and <laughs> Jesus wept just. It's just it's an absolute joke, absolute joke. I've never, I've, honestly, I've I never forgot about that. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember. I've, that. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. That they've, um, they've conceded forty-five goals in twenty-two games. There's only Luton who've conceded one more on forty-six, but they've scored twenty-nine. They've scored ten goals more than Middlesbrough, in the bottom of the league. 
do you know what I mean? So it's, it's football's, um, an, football's an entertaining platform and the fans of Barnsley are certainly getting the money's worth week in, week out, home and away. Yeah, I just, I, I really enjoy watching Barnsley, I've got to say. And um, the thing which gets me is just, they just, they, they, um, they attack, like Leeds attack, like in yeah, waves um, and the speed that they counter-attack is just so quick and so decisive. The teams can't live with it. Yeah, um, I think the problem they've got though, Sai, is like, it's like the Keystone Cops that everyone goes forward. Everyone goes yeah. forward and nobody goes back. And it's just, it must be concerning. And even the, even the three goals, what they let in, you know, because on another day, if, 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 if they don't get that fifth goal, 4-3, you're hanging on, QPR are attacking, attacking. They've got, like I've just named three players there who can score goals. It's, do you know what I mean? They might not win the game and it's, it would be so disheartening for them if, if they've got to score three, four, five every week. You know what I mean? Because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, disapp- it's just frustrating, isn't it? Disappointing to lose a, yeah. you know, a game and score three goals away from home. Yeah. Um, next up, I know you were, you were quite eager to talk about this one, is uh, Brentford 1, uh, Fulham 0. Um, I'm not sure what's happened to... Um, to Fulham um, Scotty Park is just I, I, you look at their team on paper side and it's just it's full of stars full of Premier League players um, we've got you've got Ream you've got Mawson you've got Tom Kearney you've got Mitrovic you've got Calavero you've got Johansson you've got Christie you've got Byram you've got Kamara on the bench Knockout on the bench Reed on the bench Sessignon that, that team should be uh, so far up the league and it's just massively underachieving, you know what I mean? Look, the last two, last three results, um, lost against Brentford, lost against Pre- uh, Preston North End, lost against Bristol City. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that team should not lose three games on the bounce. Um, you know what I mean? But to be fair, they're, they're lucky they only got beat 1-0 because they deserve to... Um, Brentford absolutely outplay them. You know what I mean? They play Leeds next uh, next weekend. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Leeds, are not, Leeds are not going to go there and feel sorry for them. You know, and then they play Fulham, then no, play yeah. Luton, Town, Luton Town away. So it's uh, it's going to be so interesting, side. But we we talk about possession. People, Fulham fans on social media, hound me about possession. We have more possession in the games. I don't care. Possession means absolutely zipping a football match if you don't win it. You know what I mean? Brentford had less possession, not much, but they had less possession, forty forty five percent. But the but they win the game one nil. They had twenty three shots on goal. Brentford twenty three. Seven on target, nine off target, seven block shots. Fulham had two shots on goal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you're never going to win a football game. If you're not getting the, 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 the balls up to Mitrovic, the balls into knockout, the balls to Kearney, if you're not giving them the proper service, you're never going to win a football match. It's really simple. And Brentford knocked on the door. And Bremore got, the, got, got a goal from a, from a, from a cross, from a Ollie Watkins cross. And, to fair, I thought he was excellent. I thought he led the line really well. You know, I mean, considering that we spoke to him about the start of the season, I was concerned. We, you were concerned about the lack of goals from losing their main striker to to to, to Brighton, and he's took that centre forward mantle like it's just a natural thing to do. And you know what I mean? And and it'd be interesting if they if they go out and 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 uh, and splash more cash in their January window because they've took a risk this season with with the amount of money they've spent. But for me, they're, they're in fourth position and. They can consolidate their playoff playoff place over the Christmas period and over January by spending some money and pushing and kicking on because 
you know what I mean? For me, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't like to play Brentford in the playoffs because they've, they've got a very good side, they've got the very good attacking and they can dig in when they need to. Yeah, it's interesting because they almost have to spend money in January because yeah. if they do take that risk of, you know, saying we spent in the summer, we don't need any more players. The other, the other team, <laughs> the other teams are going to spend, aren't they? So it's a, it's yeah. a risk. So it's, it's, it's a weird situation. It's almost like a risk to not spend. Um, what I've thought has coincided with Brentford's return to form is Pontus Janssen. Uh, has come back into form. Yeah. Uh, at the start of the season, after his move initially, he was making a few errors. He was having some issues. I don't know whether it was just issues settling or or what it was. Um, but just watching him recently, he's looking like the player we thought he was going to be for Brentford, and the thought well, that the player that Leeds were going to miss. I think he thrives also on playing people like uh, Mitrovic. So on Saturday, he thrived. He thrived in that. He loved the battle. He loved the war. He won the battle. He won the war. And Mitrovic didn't enjoy it. And you know what I mean? That that sometimes with Fulham, you can't just expect him to step up to the plate all the time. You've got to back him up. You have to help him out. And and I was quite. Uh, I was quite. Uh, I was praising Scotty Parker the other week when he played uh, Mitrovic and Kamara because I thought it was a, yeah. a masterstroke. Um, and to, Put Kamara on the bench and, and go back to his original formation. I thought it was no, so you know, what I mean, he, I praised him when he when he did it in the one, and he's changed it since the last last three. So I think uh, maybe he might need to go back and play the two up front and and put the other two two wide of knock out one wing, carry there with the other wing, and, and just go for teams and go and, go and try and attack. So we've seen the league, the league's there for the taking. You go and attack teams, you get joy. You sit back and you defend and you try and counter attack. Doesn't always work. Doesn't always work. Well, what's weird as well is um, Bobby Reid has come off the bench a couple of times recently and uh, he's looked very dangerous. Um, and the Mitrovic thing wasn't really working against Pontus Janssen. So I, fe- I feel like someone like Bobby Reid is a good good choice to try and unlock, you know, something different, a bit of pace, a yeah. bit, bit smaller. Um, and I don't know, they just don't seem to fancy him as a starter. But they need to do something because their form is dipped. Massively, massively. You can't keep on. You can't keep on making the same mistakes. I. So what I've said about about Woodgate and the Borough that what you can't afford to do. You can't afford to keep making the same mistakes for another week, another week, another week, and and then all of a sudden you're you, you're you're hanging on at the playoffs, so you're too far behind. You know what I mean? I expected the squad they've got side. They should be they should be hanging on Leeds and West Brom's tails because we expected those two teams to be up there and. You know what I mean? But the gap, what, what, what are the 12 points behind Leeds? Well, look at their form. It's uh, three, 14 lost three behind West Brom. You know what I mean? They play Leeds. In a row. You play Leeds at the weekend. You know what I mean? Leeds aren't going to go to Craven College Cottage without any problems at all. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a quite an interesting game, really, because West Brom will, uh, uh, Fulham have to win because what's the, with the three defeats. Leeds have come off, off that game after a, th- after a three goal lead slip. So. I think the winners of that game is West Brom because West Brom, are, you know what I mean? They can't lose really, can they? Because one of them is going to drop points. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's interesting when the old Fulham conundrum. I don't. Uh, I hope they stick with Scott Parker, but I, I do. fear, I, I, I fear I, I that if they drift, if they drift and lose another couple, the pressure's on then. Because yeah, if, the fall, be... if the fall out of the playoffs, I think he'll go. If the fall out of it. But you know what I mean. Shame, they've, got, 
they've got to stay in it. They've got to so stay in it. Because, squad, they should be in the top, top three. That's the same, same thing I've said all along, though, Si, because if, if he loses his job, he's in the playoffs. You've got managers below him who are keeping the jobs. It's, it's very, very, very cutthroat, this, this business and industry. Oh, yeah. Depends what your target is. Depends how much money you spend. Depends yeah, who, totally you play, agree. who your manager of, and it depends what your squad is. Because let's, totally let's be honest, Fulham's squad is a top three championship squad. You know they should yep. be in that top three, comfortably. Yep. And they're not. Which things will coincide with the next game, though, sir. You're on about uh, you're on about teams oh, underachieving. Yeah. Bristol City. Yeah, that you know what I mean. That Lee Johnson, he didn't, he hasn't, he hasn't come out with this game. Uh, smelling the roses at all because his biggest gripe of the game is having to go at um, Tony Mowbray's staff about throwing the ball away. Mm. Let's be honest here, si, in, the re- in, the, in, in, in football terms. Blackburn are winning the game 1-0. They're not going to rush to get the ball back to Bristol City in any hurry. Nope. So, and, 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 and they've got every right to do it. Likely Johnson wouldn't either, by the way. And he's done yeah. it in the past. Oh, so, because, he, because he's frustrated, because he got beat against Millwall last weekend, uh, through the week, sorry, they're getting beat again. He's upset. He's angry. He's frustrated. They created numerous opportunities. They should have scored a couple of goals. Blackburn caught him with a couple of sucker punches with a Bradley Johnson early goal, which is a very good goal. And then he, he dispossessed um, um, the Bristol City centre-half and then slipped through a hamstrung to the second goal, which is a brilliant finish, by the way. But Tony Mowbray is working absolute wonders. We've said this, side. They seem to win every week, but they're still ninth in the league. I don't get it. Every week we say that they've won, but then they don't get any higher in the league. Just make Can't work sense, it out. It? Uh, There's yeah. seven unbeaten, size, Seven unbeaten. Seven Gosh. unbeaten. Six, six wins in a draw. You know what I mean? In the last ten, in the last ten, they've lost one game. It's just... How can but, they still... They must have been like... They must have been bottom of the league with no points. They just haven't stopped It's unbelievable, but Tony Mowbray has got to be manager of the month. He's done, he's done, a, he's done a great job. Sterling job and um, we 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 go on about Sai about um, about the attacking players, you know what I mean. But I thought yeah. on uh, I thought on uh, on Saturday, I thought Lenahan was absolutely outstanding. I thought the goalkeeper Walton was was absolutely brilliant. You know what I mean. So credit where credit's due that going forward, yes, brilliant. But um, defensively as well, they were they were outstanding. And he made a few changes, quite a few interesting changes. He 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 rested Danny Graham. He, uh, he rested Stuart Downing. Do you know what I mean? Two players who've been outstanding yeah, in the last three, four, five games. So he went down a different different route and, and it worked out. So it just shows how, how strong the, the squad is. Well, it's that word again that we uh, adapt to the situation and your opponents, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you who has been excellent for him and he was excellent again on Saturday is Lewis Holtby. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, fabulous, I think if you, were, if you cast your mind back to the preview show and I listed him on my uh, pre-transfers as like uh, someone should pick him up Blackburn picked him up and he's, he's soon, since he got fit it took him a, get a couple of games to get up to fitness superb yeah. no way is he a championship player but, uh, no I totally agree is, there's a couple of them knocking about I totally agree but he's had, he's had to take one step back to hopefully go two step forwards in his football yeah, career which absolutely which, yeah and uh, he, uh, they, I'd I really enjoy him Blackburn just like so am I just it's the just the they joy to watch and, and, and to be fair they've struggled over the last couple of seasons you know so you know, it hasn't been easy for to be a Blackburn Rovers fan and to watch them play but you know I mean Tony's he's took his time he's re- recruited really well and uh, and I think 
I'd be surprised if he does bring many players in, in, in the window, though, because I think he'll be content and happy with what he's got, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Williams missed a big chance as well. Oh, which yeah, he did. For his... Should have changed the game. Sitter for, for, his, for his quality. You know what I mean? Back stick, he's got to do better there. Yeah, he's very good in the air. You know, he scored many a goal uh, for Wales and for Everton and Swansea. He's done very well from that sort of position. Got a score. Uh, yeah. Next up, Derby County nil. Uh oh, you know what's well, coming. I said uh, I said the other week about that. Um, that uh, Mr. Mill will be in charge. Um, that what we five games without a win um, during the week against Sheffield Wednesday. We were lucky. Uh, they scored a, a, late, a, a very late penalty. Um, Millwall winning again. Got to give, got to give them credit. I thought Tom Bradshaw's goal was excellent. Half volley, uh, right in the top corner. Um, they've, they've just got something. There's something missing at Derby. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Obviously, we we both speak to a, a certain uh, reporter um, quite regular, and he uses he used the word the other day transition to me, um, and I understand it because Middlesbrough are going through this, the same thing, but. I don't get it, and I I understand the word, but I'm not buying it because not for Derby, no, no, because they've still got a good enough players on the team. They've got a good enough squad on paper. Chris Martin done it, done it. We wore that t-shirt. Waghorn, Lawrence, yeah, you've Davies, Forsyth, Hamer in goal, Bogle. You know what I mean? You've got you've got your Wayne Rooney's. You know what I mean? Huddleston, Huddleston, Wisdoms. You know what I mean? These these players are good enough. It's for me. It's an excuse. It's papering over the cracks for me. The manager is is hanging on by a thread, and for me, it's only sooner rather than later that they're, they're going to make this decision to get rid of him. And you know who's coming in? Oh, it's nailed on, mate. It's, it's nailed on. It's when you said it to me originally. I didn't think it, but when you said it, it made sense then. But now it's just it's 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 obvious. It's a no, isn't it? ah, it's a no-brainer now, and he's he's had his feet under the table now for two weeks. You start to get to know the players. You start to say all the right things. You'll come in, and I guarantee you, results will pick up the minute he takes over. He's probably already speaking to some players about coming in in the January window. Yeah, that's how totally sure agree. I am. He's coming in. Um, totally agree. And let me say, it will not be the first thing that we have called early on in the season, which has come true. No. It's not. not totally We've right. also got a few things wrong, but you know, yeah, can't be right all the time. Hey, we're all humans, aren't we? That's it, yeah. We all, you know, now and again, we've just got to give other people a chance by getting things yeah. wrong. The things we say wrong, uh, you know what I mean? It's just trying to... Testing people. Confuse people. You know what I mean? We, 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 knew, we knew Preston were going to win the league. Yeah, we knew it. Of course we did. This was silly. The, um, <coughs> yeah, I'm not buying that transition for Derby. You know, they've been no. top six, seven for God knows how many seasons in a row. Forever. Forever, yeah, and they they bottle it every year, and you know it's just the way the championship works now, isn't it? Yeah. But, Put it this way, sorry, right? If they if they notoriously they bottle it around what February March time. Yeah. If they bottle it in February March, they're going to get relegated because if they bottle it now, if they bottle it then. The struggle. Forget, forget your transition. What you transition into in the League One? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. It's not. It's not going to happen because yeah. you know what I mean. They're only what five points ahead of Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? They're only um, eight points above Stoke City in the relegation. You know what I mean? If you have a bad run... You could be in trouble. You're in trouble, aren't you? Because so. they are having a few issues, aren't they? They're just not yeah. where they have been. No. Um, and there's no real excuse other than the 
new manager because they've got a good enough squad, they've got good enough players. Totally agree. Get on with there's it. No, there's no excuse, sir. No excuse whatsoever no. for me. Waza. New Derby manager. Yeah. Uh, so next up was Forest nil, Sheffield Wednesday four. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I watched, um, I watched Forest in the week against Middlesbrough and um, they didn't really set me on, didn't really get me excited. They didn't really do what, what I've seen in, in, in previous games. And, um, and we've raved about Stephen Fletcher, but Jordan Rhodes, wow. Come well, step up we mentioned table, him last week. We did mention him because we, we, him. We, mentioned, we mentioned that how good he is and that he can, he can step up to the plate, he can come and score goals, but I didn't expect him to come and step up that quickly and no. score the perfect hat-trick within 37 minutes. And side, let's, let's, let's make no bones. If you give any side a 4 nil lead at half-time, you've got absolutely no chance. But if you give a team like Sheffield Wednesday a 4 nil lead at half-time, you've got absolutely no chance because Gary Monk has turned that fortune and turned that football club around and if he can get Fletcher and Rhodes firing on all cylinders, Adam Reach on one ring, Harris, Harris on the other wing, they could be the team which wins that playoffs by a country mile because it's just, you know what I mean, they blew them away. And Nottingham Forest at home have a good side. And, and, you know what I mean, to keep a clean sheet, again, you know what I mean, I thought, um, I thought defensively they, they look pretty strong and, and grabbing. And uh, Amiobi and Cavallo, they're all good attacking players, but didn't really cause many problems at all. Yeah, they've been off the boil uh, last couple of games, uh, Forrest, uh, going forward. They just haven't looked the same threat that they were a few weeks ago. But since Cardiff since Cardiff did them, Cardiff beat them obviously 1-0. It was a Friday night game against Millwall, where Millwall scored a late goal. Middlesbrough got a point against them late again, and then Sheffield mm. wins blew them away. And they just haven't seemed to be able to get that form back. But Sheffield Wednesday, I think if they, I do think you're right. If they could get Rhodes and Fletcher both firing, they could go. I think they could go up automatic. I think they could be the one to make that late run, which is normally, you know, there's always one team which makes like a, a late run, whether it's to get into the playoffs or to go for automatics or whatever it may be. Yeah, and I think that they could challenge the Leeds and West Broms. That that's how good they are. I totally agree, so I totally agree. And and to be fair, Gary Monks, he'd work wonders, you know what I mean? I, I was I was a it was a question mark to who would get that job and we, we were we were fighting the drum for Lee Bullock to get the job and you know what I mean, but they took the time, they, they made the right decision and, and look where they are now. Yeah, indeed. I think also um a big thing for them is keeping Adam Reach uh fit. Yeah. Because he's the he's a man. Yeah. Which everything uh, flows through. Yeah, he's technically very good. He's an ex-player. Ex- I used to watch him all the time. Yeah, he's got a sweet left foot. And, uh, and the way they do it, you know, he cuts in, he goes down the line. He's, he's, he's very talented, very talented young lad. Indeed. Uh, next up, Stoke Redding, which finished nil-nil. Yeah, the only disappointing game of the weekend with, uh, with, with no goals. And, and to be fair, I was disappointed with Redding. You know what I mean? Defensively, they look, they look pretty strong, but Stoke give it a, give it a real go. Um, but just lacked real quality, you know. You know, they're just missing goals. They're just missing someone who's got that, got that confidence to put the ball in, in the back of the net, and they, they really needed it because of the way that the results went at the weekend. That um, it would have obviously put them ahead of Luton um, and got them out of the bottom three, and um, and obviously would have, would have clawed the the gap back on um, on Reading. But 
you know what I mean? They, they need to pick results up fast side because we, we said about the, the, the change of manager and will it change fortunes? And, and I believe it has. I believe that they've picked up a little bit, but um, they've obviously got some interesting games coming up to play Middlesbrough um, next weekend, which is a, a massive game for both teams. Then they play Sheffield Wednesday at home, they play Fulham away and then Huddersfield away. You know what I mean? So their next four games are over the Christmas period are, are massive. And um, I'd say they probably need to pick up I'd, I'd say at least six points out of those four games, minimum of six points out of those four games. And if that means six points, then that means they're going to beat Middlesbrough at the weekend. And you know what I mean? But on paper, they've got the place to do it, Si. But paper's a wonderful thing, but they're not doing it on the pitch, unfortunately. Not, no. It's not all working together all of the time. And it must be so frustrating for, for the manager because, you know what I mean? We, we questioned them defensively. We questioned Butland, couldn't keep a clean sheet, couldn't, couldn't stop goals going in. They're defensively looking a little bit better. That's the second clean sheet in two games, but they need, they need, they need goals and to win games, unfortunately. At what point do we, as people, football fans, whatever you want to say, um, you know, say that it's, maybe it's not the managers, which is the problem at Stoke City? Yep. Because they just keep sacking managers, but the players keep, they have a couple of games when the new manager comes in where you think, ah, oh, here we go. And then back to the, you know, yes, they look much better defensively. That, that's not difficult, though, because they were bad. Um, but they still don't look good, you know? Um, yeah. With the team they've got, the players they've got, they should be beating red in at home comfortably. Yeah, I agree. And totally agree. And they're under a shaving side, you know, Sam Vox, Tom Ince. You know what I mean? The, the McLean. Your best, you know what I mean? best chance got... was 25 yards out from Tom Intimate. Yeah. yeah. They're not creating chances. And, you know what I mean? You can't expect Joe Allen to step up and do it. It's just, you know what I mean? You've got, people have got to do the jobs. Every player on that pitch has got to do your individual job. Yeah, spot on. Uh, next up, <coughs> Wigan won, Huddersfield won. Um, interesting one. Um Poor mistake by uh, by the Huddersfield goalkeeper for Josh yeah. Windass's goal um, just on the stroke at half time. You can't, you know. I mean, we've we, we've been very critical on goalkeepers, but and rightly so when they make a mistake. But you know, I mean, just before half time, you can't afford to make those kind of mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. There, there was no excuse behind the side. It wasn't even rushed. You know what I mean? So there's no, there's not, there's not no mistake by it. It, it, it was a, 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 a terrible mistake. But but credit to Huddersfield. You know what I mean? To to go in at half time in a I'd call it a local derby because there's not there's not much between Wigan and uh, and Huddersfield and and to grab themselves back in the game was uh, was excellent and you know what I mean I don't think they played great I don't think both teams played played particularly particularly well but um, I think uh, Mr Cowley got his uh, got his point across at half time and, and and grabbed the great the game by the scruff of the neck and uh, and Grant got the equaliser about twenty minutes to go uh, but I, I tell you one player I do like in the Huddersfield time uh, Chalaber I think he's I think he's very, outstanding. Very good, he? Yeah, he does. He does his job. Him and him and Hogg in centre midfield. Um, just do the stuff that people don't enjoy doing and rat around, get on the ball in dangerous areas and and make things happen. And they get them going. And you know what I mean. And it, it's uh, they're still not our trouble side. You know what I mean. Both no. of them. You know what I mean. Both of them because uh, there's still a long way to go for for both teams to get this right. But at the same time, um, I do fancy Huddersfield to to climb clear of it because I just think they've got enough quality and they've got a manager in place who, who's, who's experienced enough now to, 
to take pressure on his shoulders and to get the football club out of it. Yeah, and the players are playing for him, um, yeah. which is the main, the that's, main that's for sure. thing. That's for sure, yeah. Coming out of the relegation. Um, we're going to a, a weird one for me. I, um, I just You just don't know what's going to turn up each week. Um, no. so we don't it, know who's yeah. going to play, side. You know what I mean? You look at the first game of the season against, against Cardiff. Josh Windass, on fire. Hasn't hardly played any games this season because of injury. Yeah, out of form. Fair. And you know, I mean, when he's on, he, he was he was he was superb last last year for Rangers. So you know, what I mean, when they need him fit, they need him playing. He's no good on the bench. He's no good in the stand. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, he's not played enough games to make an impact. And and uh, and it's been a frustrating time for to be a, a Wigan fan because they're just not good enough at the minute. No. Um, next up, uh, for finally, I think it is uh, Charlton two hole two. Um, Oh, I felt uh, so sorry, so sorry for Lee Boyer because but the thing is also yeah, you can't did. you can't sit you can't sit back and, and invite pressure. You know what I mean? The way the game went. Um you know what I mean it was a very good game. Very I was I was, I loved it to be fair. It was a um another excellent pick by by Sky to pick uh, pick a couple of sides who probably just, just kept attacking. I thought Darren Prattley was superb throughout and got man of the match for Sky. I thought it was excellent. Um Jared Bowen again got his got a goal. I thought it was a very, very good finish. But What's what's the saying? You're you're at your worst when you score, and that's what happened. The whole Sar goes and puts um, Charlton ahead, and then for me, once that goal went went on, and they brought Lyle Taylor on, they just sat and sat and sat and didn't give didn't give Taylor the 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 balls he needed where he wanted. They didn't put the ball over the top. They just sat really deep and invited pressure, and um, and you know what I mean. They, they, they were putting crosses in the box, and then all of a sudden. Um, up popped Lewis Potter with a header. Uh, to be fair, I'm, I'm very disappointed he didn't, he didn't get the goal because I know he hit the post and hit the goalkeeper winning. But you know, what I mean, he deserved, he deserved the goal. And his, I watched his interview after the game, and you know, what I mean, he was so proud that he scored his first goal, and then not to, not to get it must just be heartbreaking for him. Yeah, it reminds me of um, the other week when they took that goal off. Um, was it Morrison? No, who was it? One of the Cardiff central defenders, um, and it was his fiftieth career goal. Aiden you know, Flint. Aiden Flint, that's it. And he doesn't score yeah. many. And it's like, come on. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was clearly his goal. Don't take the goal off him. You can't do it, side rubbish. It's not fair. It's not fair on these players, you know. Does it, so. you know, does it really matter in the grand scheme of things if you give it as an own goal or a player goal as the striker's goal? Really? Does the goalkeeper want it? Does the goalkeeper really yeah. want it, side? Does it matter to the FA? That no. they have to change it and take away someone's debut goal and or their first goal and stuff. It's yeah, it's kids, kids stuff. But um, yeah, Charlton, I feel sorry. Don't Bowie looked just so dejected. His quote was, yeah, yeah. "My head's not in a good place at the moment." What do you say? Where do you start? Um, and it's not a case of like his players are not playing for him. They are. Um, he's just a combination of injuries, bad luck, and. Maybe a bit of an inexperience at this level is just yeah. him a bit at the moment. Um, but yeah, you can't sit back in the championship. You just can't. Nah. You got to go for the next goal, Si. And you know what I mean. I, I, did, I did feel really sorry for him, but at the same time, yeah, he's learning and he's learnt the hard way on, on Friday night. And you know, I'm sure he won't make that mistake again. Because for me, I thought Bond was doing okay. He was holding the ball up. You know what I mean. So maybe he's play. Um, you play Bond. And Lyle Taylor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, you've, sometimes you've just got to... Because things like that would have probably been the last thing what Hull were expecting, but it keeps them back. 
and pins them back and makes them makes them not attack because they were attacking in droves and droves and droves and and you know what I mean putting long 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 crosses in the box, free kicks on the box and putting balls in the box and you're sitting you're sitting ducks then and you you're, you're yeah. inviting pressure and all of a sudden change it up. Sorry, can't feel sorry for them, can you? No, you've got to change it up and adapt. And I've given you know, we've given uh, Bowie a lot of credit for doing that throughout the season, changing it up and adapting to the situation. Maybe he didn't this week, um, and mm. that's perhaps cost him. When he brought Lyle Taylor on, I thought, oh, he's going to go for that goal. Yeah. Try and kill the game, you know, try and kill yeah. the game off that way. Um, yeah. He didn't. But at the same time, time size, he's letting a lot of goals in. You know what I mean? Go back to the card yeah. game. Yeah. Two, two, two goals up, you know what I mean? And you can't be ahead all of the time and then not hold on. You know what I mean? You've got to. You've got to be either be good enough to shut up shop if that's what your tactic is. You've got to be good enough to do it, or you've got to keep going the way you're going. Yeah, you've got to be strong enough mentally, haven't you? Yeah. To either keep the clean sheet or go, go, go. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then moving on, we'll go for our two for two. Uh, myself and Andy pick two big performances, moments, or players, and two nightmares for the weekend. So I think we will start with the positives today. Let's go with the ups. Who you got first, mate? Um, I've got Joe Bellingham for Birmingham. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. 17 years old, you know what I mean? Just turned. And, you know, do you know what? He, he plays like a 29, 30 year old. He's so composed, and you stick him in there in a derby game against the best side in the league, and he and he and he makes things tick. He pulls the strings, sets goals up, puts through balls through, and he's just he's just a joy to watch. And you know what I mean? I, we keep saying it: stay there, son. Enjoy yeah. your football. Get game over. Games and your game over. Time, yeah. and then and then move on because it's not like he's not earning money he'll be earning good money now so just enjoy it while it's there and playing for your hometown club and, and that's it smack bang that's what I think so uh, I went for Jordan Rhodes he's waited 20 months to get his Sheffield Wednesday goals um, we obviously we mentioned him last week um, for his record and his kind of recent appearances have looked a little bit better and then wow this week was another level. It was, you know, perfect hat trick, overhead, overhead kick to finish it off was superb, yeah. um, and it's a great way to announce, you know, maybe that he's uh, back to full fitness, back to full, full form, and superb all round. Yeah, you go next, mate. Um, I've gone for Connor Chaplin for his hat trick against uh, QPR because I just. Shout. You know what I mean? He's he, he had a fantastic afternoon. He's he scored three goals, three very well taken goals. You know what I mean? And he's had a he's had a good good couple of weeks. He's what's that? His sixth goal in five games. So you know what I mean? He's causing problems over the over the course of the weeks. But the score a hat trick in the game, he's got to be rewarded. So yeah, kind of got my uh, my second up. Yeah, so my uh, my second up was um, Lee Tomlin. Uh, we've been begging for him to play number ten for Cardiff behind Glatzel all season. We finally really got the two of them together and, and Tomlin dragged Cardiff back into that game with just like a superb goal even better flick that if Messi did it you know we were near the end of it yeah. um, and also you know he set Glatzel on his way and Glatzel finished well um, but I just think the way uh, Tomlin has got himself in shape and focused this season is deserves a lot of respect and admiration for that because he's got his head down and he's done the he's doing the right things, and now totally now he's starting to get the reward. Yeah. Because we all you know we always said <coughs> he needed a run of games to get really back up to form, and he just wasn't really getting that under Warnock. Harris yeah. has been playing him, 
and you know he's got the capabilities to be like we said earlier one of the best players in the championship he's that good so revitalized revitalized he deserves all all applaud inside so you know what i mean i think uh, and and i hope they continue because we we want to be excited by these kind of players spot on mate uh, so who you got for your first down uh, I've gone for Grabara, so the Huddersfield goalkeeper for his error against uh, Wigan for Josh Windass's goal, and you know what I mean. It was a for probably the more of the timing than anything. You know what I mean that you that you can't afford to make a mistake. Of course you can, but at that time of the game, in a big game as well, because you know what I mean. I do believe if he hadn't made that Huddersfield going at half time and the, and the kick on second half to go in the game, so it's had a, a big impact on Huddersfield shooting up that league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um. I for my downs, I nearly just put Sean Morrison's task twice, but um, <laughs> I didn't. I um, I went for Leeds for being three 0 up after an hour, um, bottling, missing bottling it. missing loads of chances, and then just completely capitulating in yeah. the last twenty minutes or half hour. Um, and look, it's not the first time we've talked about Leeds missing chances. Um, it's been an ongoing thing on and off since the start of the season um, yeah. and you know from Leeds point of view I just hope it doesn't end up costing them because you've got to take your chances and there was yeah. you know there was one or two which were guilt edged shall we say yeah totally agree go ahead Sean um, who you got for your second one mate my second one my second my second come as a pair so I've gone for Marcus Brown and Paddy McNair for letting down um, the whole of Middlesbrough on Saturday afternoon. So I'm linked to that, but I've gone for Middlesbrough as a club stroke Jonathan Woodgate, whoever makes the decision for appealing the the Paddy McNair one particularly, but the, yeah. the sendings off because not only should he they not be appealed because they were red cards. Ridiculous. But the fact that you're gonna lose McNair, who's arguably been your best player all season. Yeah. Easily. For some big, big games is Easily, not not just that side. It's probably, been one of the, he's probably been one of the best players in the championship. So you know, yeah. I mean, he's, been, he's been that good. So it's credit where credit's due. So yeah, I get people don't want to lose your players, but you have to be realistic at the same time. You made a decision. You've got to be clever, on you? Lay in your bed. Lying in bed. Yep. Think about what you're doing. Yep. Okay, so um, we'll finish before we get to the Jordy fake Jordy Bingo Lingo. We'll do uh, some questions. So you told me to remind you something, but I can't remember what you told me to remind you. Me neither. Um, uh, oh, the Everton, the Everton boy, uh, Keane. yeah, Keane, Keane. So I feel, I felt, felt really sorry for him. He don't big Duncan, brought him on like seventy odd minutes, then took him off at eighty two or eighty three minutes, and you could see he was distraught. And from what I read, like what Everton fans were saying, he is lacking in confidence anyway. He's not been having the best of times. Um, it's, you know, he's nine, I think he's 19. Yeah. GD, and, and what was, uh, see, I just thought, well, he, you know, he's, it is what it is. But then his excuse afterwards was uh, he needed to waste time. Well, there's 10 other players on the pitch. You yeah, didn't need thought, to embarrass yeah. the boy, the, the youngster yeah. who's already bereft of confidence. Yeah, I can't relate to it, Sai. I've never, it's never happened to me. The, the the closest thing that happened to me is we played a home game on this on the on the Wednesday, and um, one of our lads got sent off after after two minutes. 
I was a defender, so he brought me off. The gaffer brought me off and brought a defender on, which I'm fine about. Uh, and then we played Saturday. And after seven minutes, the same thing happened again. The defender got sent off and he brought me off again. And I was absolutely distraught. I was absolutely distraught that it happened to me twice. Um, mm. So, but it is what it is. Yeah, the, manager make, the manager makes the decision sometimes for the best of the football club. And sometimes you get all... It depends, but it depends what's been said by... You know, I, mean, I, I know that the gaffer put his arm on me and, and had a good chat with me. So, it made me feel yeah. a, mil, a million dollars. So, it, it just depends how... What Duncan Ferguson's saying in-house to... To Keenan, yeah, he blanked in, didn't he, as he came off, which I don't think helped. Which wasn't wasn't nice, wasn't nice, no. Yeah, you'd have uh, liked look, it, especially with a young player. You'd have liked to have seen him kind of. I'll just put your hand on him, give him a cuddle, tell him, tell him that explain I'll explain. It. I'll explain soon. Let me finish this game. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. big game, big result, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um... <laughs> That was what I was going to bring up in the any other business, but I forgot. Um, so you can send questions for Andy every week to the facebook.com slash AceCastNation or Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation using the hashtag AceNationArmy or you can email AceNetworkContact at gmail.com. Uh, so Peaches says, Andy, sorry for missing a couple of weeks of word association. Here are some. So English in the first language. <laughs> but uh, here we go. So, Peach's uh, word association. First word that comes to your head. Biggest, or first person that comes to your head. Uh, biggest ego. Uh, Roy Keane. Dull. <laughs> Dull. It's a bit harsh. Uh, Neil Alexander. <laughs> uh, worst voice. Uh, or Leo Fortune West. He comes up a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's funny though. But it, 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 that, yeah. he, he had the he had the squeakiest worst voice ever. <laughs> Passionate. Uh, oh, James Collins. Laziest. Lazy. Uh, Jason Bourne. <laughs> He won't like. He won't like. Oh yeah, a magician, quality player, a magician, but, uh, still lazy. Wasn't known for his work rate, should we say? No, was he not? Lazy little man. <laughs> uh, Johnny Wishpong wants to know why do United play incredible versus the big teams, then shite teams, uh, and then shite against teams that are absolutely wank. Uh, what's that? See how many swear words he could get in a sentence? I know. I was going to say. Jesus, um, Johnny, you're having a bad day, mate. You. <laughs> um, I think it's. I'll be honest. I I think it's arrogance from the manager, and I think it's. I think the manager's got to take the brunt of it, and the manager is, gets your team prepared, ready for a game. And for me, if you're playing Norwich City or you're playing Man City, there's no difference. Yeah. It's still a huge game of football, and the same things on offer is three points. And when you see the Liverpool team. Liverpool go into every single game, doesn't matter who they're playing, with the same mentality, with the same effort, with the same enthusiasm, with the same passion and the same team. I see Man United going into games in Europe, showing teams zero respect, playing all the kids. I see them doing the same thing in, in sometimes in the Premier League and 
You know what I mean? It's the inconsistency. Liverpool go in every single game with the best possible team they can put out. Apart yeah. from on Wednesday night, by the way, because whenever they play at Villa, apparently the rumour I'm hearing is that is the, they've gone over to, to Qatar or wherever they've gone, haven't they? And it's going to be the weakest team that they've ever put out, apparently. Mm-hmm. It's, going to be a, it's going to be the kids because it's just Carling Cup against. So, yeah. so cut what I've just said there about Liverpool playing the best team, best team <laughs> every time playing. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, he also asks, should Man United stick with OGS or should they bring in Pochettino? Um, I think he's been very fortunate that he's turned the fortunes around against uh, Man City, uh, Spurs, etc. Um, but then watching the game on Sunday again, it was lifeless again against their lesser side. So I can understand people's frustrations because... What's the point in going beating Tottenham and then and then and then pulling in a lacklustre display against um, against Everton? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just so disjointed and it's like so they just can't seem to get any flow together and they're relying on kids, you know, just to dig them out of a of a loss to Everton. So yeah, not having him. No, but I didn't have him when he was Cardiff manager, and I'm now. No, no, there's history, isn't there? As well, yeah, there's there's history as well. He's he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't helped himself though with with his team selections. On he's not, you know what I mean? He's and this is the thing that I've got a problem with about um about people who who have a are heroes at the, at the football clubs. He's a hero at Man United for for the way that he played and and the, and the trophies he won and how he did it, but. If he's not careful, he's going to lose that hero status if he if he ends up. Ruining the yeah. football club, so you know what I mean. He's, he's got a he's got a big job, big job, big job ahead of him. Indeed, uh, Gaz uh, asked us to talk about the West Ham managerial job because I don't think he was very impressed that there's talk of Pochettino being uh, not Pochettino. Uh, what's his name? Manuel Pellegrini. Pellegrini, that's the one. Um, being sacked, and uh, Gaz sent me the list of. Potential shortlist, apparently, which is West Ham's shortlist, which is David Moyes, uh, Tony Pulis, and I think someone else. And to say he was not impressed was being an understatement. I think, I think my face says it all, mate. And what, one thing I will say about that, we had, a, we had a conversation, didn't we? Um, the grass isn't always greener. Be careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? If, if, you know what I mean? I, I can fully understand it if teams get relegated. You know what I mean? West Ham are, they hit and miss. One week they'll they'll win, the next week they'll lose. They'll beat a good side. They'll lose. You know what I mean? Like for Monday night against Arsenal, they were they were bang average. They go and beat Southampton on Saturday. So you just don't know what West Ham's turning up, and you know what I mean. But be careful what you wish for because there's some um, there's some there's some bang average managers out there who were uh, who were looking for a job. Yeah, who can Alla- who can uh, who can talk to talk by the way and get a job. Yeah, Allardyce was the third choice. So the three choices to replace. Pellegrini were Allardyce, uh, Tony Pulis, and David Moyes. God, get them all in. Get them all in at once. As a team, all do it. Yeah, management team. What a team that would be. Yeah, what we are, what what we are, dumb, dumb, and dumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Saying that though, I, I play for Big Sam. Big, I, I, and I like Sam to be fair. But yeah, he, he, he let himself down a little bit with. Uh, with 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 what happened in England, but yeah, and I think you could feel his disappointment afterwards, couldn't you? Because like yeah. that was that was the job for him, 
Yeah. Out of um, those three, Sam would Sam would be my ideal choice to go there and, and give it a go. But I don't know if he's been out of the game too long now yeah. to, to pick up to pick up a Premier League job after he being was, England manager. He was always quite um, quite like hot on the technology and stuff, wasn't he? Uh, he was the first. Like, he was the first first person to do it. Like he was, he's painted as like a dinosaur in terms of the football he plays. But actually, from a, being up with the the, the latest technology and. Uh, you know, I played. I, I played with him nineteen. I played for him nineteen years ago, and nineteen years ago he had sports science in place. He had. Uh, he had. He there had, you go. He, he had us watching players, watching games, seeing how far he run. His fitness, his training methods were, were far above. And this was in the championship, by the way. Mm. And he was far above Middlesbrough in the Premier League with his ideas. So, he was. He was far above. The, above. Uh, that's why he did really well when he got promoted. He, he knew exactly what, what, what he was expecting and what, what he needed to do. So, Interesting. Okay, let's finish off with uh, <coughs> some fake Geordie bingo lingo. You spoke, Si, about um, uh, comedians at the start. Well, I did. You did. In Middlesbrough, we've got a few. We've got a few uh, good ones. We've got a few bad ones as well, by the way. So I'm, I'm going to... Mm-hmm. There's one who's not everyone's cup of tea, who is Chubby Brown. So Chubby's from Middlesbrough. He's not everyone's cup of tea. He's, he's uh, I, I like a bit of Chubby. I've, I've known a lot of uh, people who, who who can't get him, but he's he's ruthless. Uh, but we've got also the famous and the one and only Bob Mortimer. Uh, obviously, yeah, Bob's uh, Bob's from Ackland, from Middlesbrough. So you know what I mean. So a couple of comedians have gone for this week to uh, to uh, bring educate. a bit of humour. Yeah, always eat to educate. Every day is a school day. Every yeah. day is a school day. Absolutely, mate. I'm gonna tell you by the time I come to Middlesbrough in 2020, I am gonna be like. Just fitting All in over like it. a local. Oh, you, oh, oh, mate, you'll be. Oh, you'll be. Yeah, you'll just. You'll, you'll. You'll be more of a local now, will be. What I need is I need to know what to wear now. I think that's the next step. Well, you've what, already what half, you've already halfway there. Look. Yeah, there we go. See. <laughs> Hooligans getting everywhere, side apparently. It <laughs> 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 oh, was funny. He is funny. Right. You can find That was a joke, by the way. Yeah, indeed, it's a joke. The person who knows knows. The um, you can find Andy on Twitter at Andy Campbell thirty two. You can find me at AceCast underscore Nation. Facebook dot com slash AceCast Nation. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the bell so you get notified every time we upload a show. We have loads of shows. Normally it's every three uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. However, we're in the well. Today is the first day of the ten. Days of AceCast, where we will release a new show every day for 10 days. Uh, so please check them out because we've got some big names on there and some really interesting shows. So uh, check them out, drop a comment, give this video a thumbs up, say hello, and uh, send Andy some questions next week as well because he loves them. Yep. Andy, keep thank coming. You, thank you for your time, my friend. My pleasure. Loved it again, mate. Loved it. Loving it. It's just a good laugh. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Right. So we'll be back next week on Tuesday. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Maybe we'll wear Santa hats. Oh, yeah. Santa hats. Presents. You'll be good. Thanks for joining us, guys. Andy, see you next week, buddy. See you, man. Top man. Still can't get it.
Sports Social Podcast Network.